Hello, my friend Dennis Gebhardt here with Guru Nation, welcoming you to this episode of Guru in Your Ear, along with my teaching partner, Max Marciano. Max, how are you? I'm great, Dennis. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm good. I think I'm good. Some days I have to really <laughs> check myself to make sure I'm good. But, Isn't that uh, the truth? Doing well, getting ready for the fall of the year. It's coming quickly and Definitely. all of that good stuff. So look, uh, today, I think a uh, couple things we want to talk about. We call it debunking myths. Yeah. Um, maybe it should be called stuff you really should know. <laughs> Or we can call what's in the trash bag today, because <laughs> I think everything, all of this will fit into any one of those three categories. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, you've heard me say this before. I love this business and I, I really care for every one of my fellow professionals. But my God, we have <laughs> we have the most uh, strangest belief systems that I've ever heard of in my entire life. I mean, it started from the beginning, you know, because they didn't teach us proper color theory. They taught us enough to pass a test. Yeah. But that's it. They never taught us any chemistry. No. And so we have been, you know, flailing around, some of us for years. And of course, you know, we feel that, well, if I put in the time, that means I, I'm experienced. But time served doesn't qualify you as an expert. And, of course, today, with social media, it, social media that has been exponentially magnified. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way it can't uh, be because I mean, it's yeah. out there. It, it's like a virus. And it's like, you know, you try to keep it under control but there are so many that's craziness so i guess we just kind of have to laugh and we have to say for those people who really want to know for those people who really want to know that's why we're here sure so let's talk about this whole wet hair thing <laughs> Ooh, baby I it just, is it is hot right now. And in fact, I think it just got hot in the room because the subject, man, yeah. it rears its head. And most recently, you know, there's this whole trend with wet balayage. So yes. <laughs> why don't we start there because okay we'll start there we won't start with the we'll go back and cover the other thing about wet hair takes color better than dry hair but yes. um, we'll start with the wet balayage you know what here's the thing that that i have issue with and, and i have issue because it's just really simple i'm concerned about the integrity of the hair sure and so if you think about it there are three cross links that hold the hair together, keep the hair stabilized. Um, mm -hmm. You know, keep the polypeptide chains from <laughs> flinging around and not falling apart. Yeah, literally falling apart, falling having, apart. No, having no stability. And, and those are one, the chemical bond, which is a disulfide bond. That's a double sulfur bond. That's what disulfide means. 
Right. Second is the salt bond, which is in order of strength, I guess it would be right there with the disulfide bond. And mm -hmm. salt disulf and salt bonds are based upon electrostatic charges yeah. in the air, basically what they do. <clears throat> and then you have the hydrogen bonds. And the hydrogen bonds, even though we have millions of hydrogen bonds in our hair, they are they are really they are the easiest to break. Yeah. When you wet hair, all your hydrogen bonds are broken. So if you think about it, you've broken two thirds of the strength of the hair. The hair is weakened by one third. That's right. Two thirds by one third. And now you're gonna go and section it and you're going to stretch it in your hands while it's wet which right. means it will stretch right and then you're going to apply the strongest chemical compound you can use in hair color short right. of hair straightener <laughs> it is the strongest it is and so um and then they tell the story that the hair will lighten much faster um I don't think anybody's ever really done a study on that. I think that's all opinion. Sure. If somebody does have a study on it, I would appreciate them sharing it with us. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm more than willing to read a study where they tested it. But if you're basing it on opinion, then you simply don't know. You're guessing. Right. My concern about applying lightener to hair that's wet is that, one, it's going to be more aggressive. It probably will break the hair down faster it's possible but you know the water is going to dilute the strength of your of your lightning product you know it it doesn't it doesn't change the ph it dilutes the strength it slows it down and so it doesn't really make it work faster but um, people really you know they believe that so I just think that hair is at its strongest when it is dry and when it is, when it is in its optimum pH of 4.5 to 5.5. Sure. So if I'm going to address it with a very aggressive chemical, I want to have the hair in the healthiest state possible so that um, it can withstand that aggression. And I mean, bleach is unbelievably aggressive. You may not see it because you don't have the devices to see it. Sure. But it is. You know, it will eat your flesh. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> I've experienced it. We've all it had will, that bleach, that bleach will, finger. Yeah. You it know, from foiling. Flesh. And it hurts. It's like a but, thousand <laughs> death by a thousand needles, right? Yes. So if so, it eats your flesh, what do you think it's doing to the hair? <laughs> well, and the other thing too is that, you know, I think that there and and honestly for me personally only uh, until recently and i've been teaching with you for a couple years now right but i i had this like aha moment that you know it's like lightener or chemicals in general are non-discriminatory right they don't care what they're applied to gotcha. so it's like when we talk about using lightener to remove color lightener doesn't just attack those artificial dye molecules it attacks the entire hair structure 
Yeah. It does not care. Yeah. So whatever's going to give up first is going to give up first. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of like the thing that we all need to sort of wrap our heads around. Right. You know, we have these three bonds in the hair and each one of them, you know, uh, hydrogen bonds, salt bonds, and disulfide bonds, each one of them makes up one third of right. the hair's total structure. But what w- is not taught in a lot of cases, at least now, is that the the quantities of them are also not equal. There are very little disulfide bonds there are a few more salt bonds than disulfide bonds and there are a lot more hydrogen bonds so when you wet the hair you wipe out all of those hydrogen bonds absolutely immediately yeah and and it's a different story if you're applying a let's say a single like because we we talk about you know clarifying the hair we, before a permanent hair color application, but it's also a lot less aggressive than right. a bleach application. Right. We do. But therein also is a lot of confusion because you hear people say, well, if you apply color to wet hair, it will act like a sponge mm-hmm. because, you know, the kitchen sponge story they use. Yeah. Uh, the hydrogen bonding story. Yeah, so that's really great if you're cleaning your kitchen. But with the hair, but with the hair, it's it's not actually. Did you get a brain freeze right now? I, I just snarfed um, actually my accurate. sparkling water. Right. Um, you know, does the hair swell when you wet it? Yes, it does. But if every time I've ever talked about clarification, I've always said you want to apply to hair that's at least 80% dry. That means it's more dry than it is wet. Yeah. That means it doesn't, it wouldn't qualify as damp hair. Okay. Right? Because damp hair would have to be 50-50 at the very least to make the breaking point. So, you know, 80% dry means it, it does have some dampness to it, but it's more dry than it is wet, which means a lot of those hydrogen bonds have already rebonded at 80% dry. Some are still broken, but many Some have are already... kind of already yeah. starting to reform, right? right? Right. So, you know, and the reason we clarify is to clean the hair. Because once the hair is clean, then it really will accept color much more, you know, much better. So Dennis, then for you personally, as a hairdresser working yeah. behind the chair in the salon, what would you say your best practice is as far as like, after you clarify the hair, do you like wring it out? Like gently blot it? And then I breeze dry it. Okay. Breeze dry and what does that mean uh, to you? Just take a dryer and go through it. No rolling it with a brush. Well, you you have to detangle it. But basically, actually, what I do is I have a, I have a Dyson dryer, Max, and Mm -hmm. the Dyson dryer has a comb that you can put on the end of the nozzle. I love that attachment. And I just, I just go through the hair, 
get it about 80% dry. That way I'm detangling at the same time. And now I'm ready to go. Okay. And before I dr start to dry the hair before my color application, I spray a standalone treatment into the hair to act as a decoy during the color process. So I treat the hair immediately before I paint it. Yeah. And if you guys haven't heard our previous podcasts on protein plexes and polymers, we talk about using products that have protein in them right. to act as decoys for when we are applying aggressive alkaline products that break these bonds down in the hair. Exactly. exactly. So, so that's my feeling about that. There are many people who teach it. They teach, they teach all kinds of crazy stuff. And I can't, you know, if I try to correct everyone, that's insane. And I don't want people to think I'm on a rant all the time. Uh, and there's people who will listen to this podcast and they'll say, I don't care what you say, man. I'm going to do what I do. Sure. And that's fine. Do what you do. But if you want to know what's really happening, then kind of pay attention to what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, um, because it's not my information. It's science. Right. You know, I nobody, mean, nobody owns it. It's just owns the, it. the reality of what happens. Right. And, right. you know, you guys, it, it, if you want to put it to the test, wet some hair down and try to stretch it and see what happens oh, versus right. when it's dry. Oh, especially previously tinted hair. Yeah. Especially previously tinted hair that you didn't send them home with a treatment and they've not been treating it. And it's going to get nice and gooey. Yeah. I'm going to go off the reservation for a minute, but Dennis, uh -oh. I would, I would really love for you to share um, that moment when we were in our latest program, Hair Color University, where we had some of our students bleach some swatches to Nirvana Blonde. Mm -hmm. And then we actually used table salt to replace the salt bonds in the hair. Yeah. And yeah, what we happened? Did. We did. What happened was, you know, again, like you said, we had them bleach the swatches until they were that really stretchy. You know, you, you know what, over-processed bleach hair. And then we had them, while the hair was wet, we had them take regular table salt, Morton, if you wish, or whatever. Um, you know, you can use sea salt. It doesn't matter what salt you use. Sodium chloride, guys. Sodium chloride. We apply it to the hair. And what happens is the sodium chloride expelled the moisture out of the hair. By expelling the moisture, it pulled the bonds closer together, and it created an electrostatic bridge. That's what we call an ionic bond. And ionic bonds, according to science, are stronger than covalent bonds. A covalent bond was made by Mother Nature. An ionic bond is something we use as to try to mimic what Mother Nature does. Ionic bonds are usually stronger, but they're temporary. That's why we treatments are not one time and your hair is cured. It's using it over and over consistently to keep your hair strong. And they all experienced it. 
stretchy stretch, put the salt on it, and suddenly it was like steel. That's what uh, Castor said. He said, this That's is right. Like steel now. He was, he was, he was on the Zoom trying to stretch it, and he couldn't. Right. right. But it, it was, it was such a great exercise. Yes. So I think that, you know, when you consider that hair is in its weakest state when it's wet, simple as that. Um, anything, any abuse, any over abuse we, we apply to the hair when it's in its weakest state is going to cause damage. And you may not mm-hmm. see, you may not be able to see it because you don't have the devices, but you can be guaranteed that that is happening. Right. It's like any kind of thing that goes in, in on inside the body. You know, the doctor does an x-ray or he does an MRI and he says, this is going on in your body. And you say, well, I don't think so. Feels pretty good. You know, you know, we make so many decisions based on assumption and opinion. And sometimes the opinions that are formed are like kind of whacked out. You know, I mean, they're just really, they're just really kind of whacked out. Um. For example, one of the things that's running around now is, I just told you this, I just saw it on TikTok. Oh, man. Um, You shouldn't shampoo after a color because uh, a shampoo is going to pull the color out of the hair. And so you simply rinse the hair, use a conditioner, and then shampoo it. So... I watched that like several times to try and understand what they maybe obviously I thought maybe they're not understanding what they're saying. Um, First of all, if you have a chemical in your hair and it's setting at a high alkaline pH, your hair is in a high alkaline pH state. Right. Okay. Water will not bring your hair back to an optimum pH. Mm -mm. Um, Sorry. (laughs) And so, you know, you have, you hear me say a lot is that alkali always trumps acid. Absolutely. So acid alkaline is always stronger. So in order for me to bring in something from an acid alkaline pH back into an acid range, it takes several acid treatments in order to bring it down. So I don't know why people are teaching that. I don't know. uh, You know, Maybe they think there's shampoo and the hair color. God, I thought we got through no, that. Dennis, no, that is that is also out there. And I was gonna I was gonna mention that <laughs> because <laughs> because there is a, a big sort of misunderstanding. I um I I believe, and this is you guys, this is my opinion, there is a misunderstanding on the word surfactant. Yes. And people think that surfactant just means shampoo. And that is not the case. No. There are surfactants in lots of things. Yes, they're in cleansers. And yes, they're in hair color. But if you guys look at the word, it's surface acting. Right. Surfactants also help create slip. So that when you are applying hair color to hair, it actually adheres to the hair. Right. It stays where you put it. Yes. It doesn't mean it's shampoo. So just because something has a surfactant doesn't mean you 
don't need to shampoo it out of the hair. That's right. Yeah, surfactants are simply, it's a vehicle in the ingredient deck to help the product apply to the hair and to help remove the product from the hair. Yeah. That's it. And it's highly alkaline. Highly alkaline. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, you have to keep that in mind um, when you're working with hair color. You know, again, it goes back to all the same basic stuff. I know. The pH chart. I can't tell you how many times. I keep wondering how many times do I have to show people it, this? It's king. They, pH they, is king, right? So they understand that a hair color at a pH of nine is 100,000 times stronger than the optimum pH for hair. Right. pH of seven, just water at a pH of seven is a hundred times stronger than the optimum pH for hair. So when we start blowing the hair out with high alkaline products, and we're not even talking about bleach, which nowadays sets at 11 to 12 on the pH scale. It is right up there with depilatories. Right. And it will take it will take the hair off. It will. Oh, it'll take the chrome off a trailer hitch. Yeah. <laughs> I just did some math and you can edit this out of the broadcast, but I, I was like, if I'm doing, if I'm at the gym, I'm yeah. doing a curl right. with a 15 pound weight, a mm -hmm. hundred thousand times stronger is 1,500,000 pounds. <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I mean, yep. I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain I'm not going to get that off the You're ground. You're not going to get it off the ground. You may in but, your mind, mentally, you may get it off the ground, but yeah, no, probably not. not. Yeah. So <laughs> like, like, that's the thing, you guys, it's like, right. when we, you know, we, we talk about pH and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you really look at it in comparison to you know like real life stuff we're doing right th this is why hair melts this is why yes. we can we can actually burn the scalp yes. with with lightener it's, they're doing it every day and yeah. somewhere in some salon throughout this country they're burning the scalp they're burning the hair they're destroying the hair they're melting the cortex. They're right. doing all of these things. You know, it's like if you take uh, like people who are in a hurry and they're, you know, they're running behind. So they get the hair, they're drying the hair, and now they're going to use their curling iron on the hair. But the hair's still wet. And so they stick a 360-degree curling iron in wet hair. And, you know, you hear the the sizzle. The sizzle. And they you go, hear oh, that's just steam. It's just like a steam set. It's go, it's it's the moisture burning off yeah. or whatever. And you know, we've not, all heard you're melting the cortex, my God. <laughs> because you know hair water boils at what temperature? Two hundred and twelve degrees. Right. You're boiling hair. And <laughs> I think that the thing that 
a lot of us don't realize. And you guys, if you haven't been to hair color school, we have a whole segment on hair structure that is about four hours long, but that protein in the cortex is very, very malleable. And it is also weakened by water. Yes. So it's, it's put into an even more fragile state when it's wet than when it's dry. Right. Right. So, and and these are things like we really need to know about as professionals because, you know, that, that hair, the minute that hair is wet, it is 33 and a third percent weaker than it was when it wasn't wet. Right. Period. Period. Absolutely. So looks like we've uh, covered that one pretty well tonight. And, uh, you know, we've got, there's a whole lot more trash in the bag that we just, and we just pulled out a few. We will, uh, we will few always, things. we will always find something to chat about. Well, and I think it's important is that, you know, if you want to be successful in this business and you really want to do exceptional work and you want to master hair color, learn to, to operate under best practices. The yeah. most important thing that you can do. And the only way you can do that is by understanding. That's why at Guru Nation, we offer you lots of options to improve your knowledge. You know, we have virtual classes like Hair Color School, which is a, a month-long educational program. We have Hair Color University, which is a month-long educational program. We have education in small bites. So we have small three mm-hmm four-hour classes that you can be involved in. Uh, we also have a book. We have a book if you want to know what what we stand for, what we believe in, what we teach. Uh, you can buy that book. You can find it. Uh, it's called Captain Color versus Pigment Pirates. You can find it on DorianBookstore.com, Amazon Books, Barnes & Noble. So uh, we have several opportunities there. Uh, and that's the best way to understand what we teach. We do teach systems because we believe in systems and we believe a system gives you a pathway. We don't, we don't give out formulas because we believe that's your expertise, but we will teach you to formulate. Be happy to teach you to formulate. Don't ask me to formulate for you because I have too much respect for you as a salon professional. We're going to teach you the fish. We're not going to give you the fish. Amen. All right. Well, look, we'll uh, cut this one short. And uh, Max, it's been fun chatting with you. Hopefully, always uh, the folks listening to this broadcast uh, have found some things that are interesting. And uh, as always, from my heart to yours, I am Captain Color. I am out. Max, how about you? I'm out of here, too. You guys have a great one. And until next time. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful time. Have a great day. Bye-bye now. The preceding broadcast was a production of Guru Nation, a brand-neutral educational resource for salon professionals.